News from the experienced player to the improvers. Welcome to Books and Beyond with your host, Alison. Join us for half an hour of information, entertainment, reading recommendations and beyond. Brought to you by Auckland Libraries. I know this girl and she works in a library, yeah. Standing there behind the counter, willing to help. No my Haida and welcome to our Books and Beyond Literary Lounge We Read Auckland special with Alison and Inika. Kia ora Inika. Kia ora Alison. Well look, we are so excited, aren't we, about We Read Auckland, Kapanui Tautoi Tamaki Makoto, which is going to be running from the 15th to the 28th of August 2022. And look, we're inviting you to join us for an exciting free program of live and online events that celebrate Auckland's readers and writers and the stories that bring us all together. Now, libraries across Tamaki Makoto will feature a diverse lineup of Auckland's fiction and non-fiction authors. They'll celebrate the spoken word and provide fun opportunities for Fano to discover the joy of reading together and more. Yeah, we've got almost, I think we've got 130 events, Alison, yes. over those two weeks. And there's been so much work going on in the background in our libraries and up in the head offices to bring you Red Auckland. So we're so happy to be finally at the starting line and getting ready to celebrate. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, I, of course, um, pulled the trigger early um, with one of my online events. Um, <laughs> it's called the We Read Auckland 2022 Beanstack Online Reading Adventure. Now, this is a reading challenge for all ages and for all readers, and it's running over the whole month of August. So it's been running since the 1st of August. For this adventure, um, you read anything you like and you lock your time spent reading. And as you go around your reading, um, you'll be collecting local landmark digital badges. And you can collect badges from Hanua Falls in the south all the way up to Goat Island in the north. You'll be going from harbour to harbour and everywhere in between um, in this wonderful city we call Auckland. And the more landmarks you manage to collect on your reading adventure, the more entries you're going to earn into our prize drawers and to win book packs for all ages. And they're filled with titles by amazing Auckland authors. So like I said, you can read anything you like for this adventure, but you will earn some extra landmarks if you have a go at our fun activities. And one of those is to read a book by our wonderful local authors. We've got lots of book lists for you to discover um, during We Read Auckland and there are cross genres and subjects and ages. So we've got everything you need to connect you up to some great Auckland titles. You'll find some lists in Beanstack. There's some on our webs- Auckland Library's website and on Overdrive um, as ebooks as well. So heaps of ways to uncover your next favourite author, uh, local author. Yeah, that's so, right. And yeah. I've just got to say, those landmarks are so pretty. Those, oh, they're so cute, yeah. yeah. Which is not really the right word. So they're attractive, aren't they? They're very nice artwork. Yeah, they're really nice. We love them. Yeah. Um, if you want to get started on our online reading adventure for We Read Auckland, you can visit aucklandlibraries.beanstack.com. So that's where you go for the website. Or you can download the Beanstack Tracker app and look for Auckland Libraries to get started. And it's um, it's there for all ages and all devices. So go for it. Yeah, it's pretty pretty straightforward to get started. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of fun. 
Now, in Overdrive, we do have, um, we've got a We Read Auckland list of books and we've also got our guaranteed available books as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's a little subset of guaranteed available um, Auckland authors titles as well, which will be launching um, at the beginning of We Read Auckland. So check that out. Yeah. Well, we're going to have do a little feature on some of the events that are happening um, over the first week um, of We Read Auckland. And um, we're going to start with a heavy hitter. So we're yeah. going to start with an event um, that's happening on Tuesday the 16th of August at the Devonport Library. And that is a conversation or uh, an evening with Fiti Hereaka, who is, of course, um, the 2022 Ockham Award winner for her amazing book, Kura Naituku, that we have um, talked about on this show before. And she'll be in conversation with Danny Morrison. Do you remember Danny Morrison? Alison. Oh, yes. The Danny Morrison. The Danny Morrison from <laughs> TV and radio and everything. So, um, and he's an author himself. So he'll be discussing his book too. Now, Fiti Hereaka is um, appearing um, with thanks to the Devonport Library Associates and the Michael King Writers Centre. Um, she's um, been a writer in residence there um, a couple of times, actually, and she's actually now on the trust of the Michael King Writers Centre, so supporting other emerging writers and uh, mid-career writers as well. Now, we have talked about this book before, so I'm just going to do a quick, quick review of it. Um Kura Ngaituku reimagines the legend of Hatupatu from the perspective of the bird woman. It explores her nonlinear journey through Te Kore and Te Po into the light of life on earth amongst mortals. It looks at her complicated relationship with Hatupatu and her life after death in the, the realms of Rarohenga. Now, not necessarily in that order, though, because I think I remember telling you that this book has two front covers, a really clever layout, and a very, very impressive plot structure, which means that readers can choose to start this book at different parts of the cycle and the Mm -hmm. circle. Now, it's an incredible book, um, well worth... um, picking up it's still a super hot on the um on the request list but if you haven't already got joined the queue you should do it now it's well worth waiting for or pick up your own copy it's definitely one that would be look good on your shelf um it's a story about stories it's about our own and the ones that others tell about us it talks about how language can create shape give life and destroy it really um, looks at the roles of the storyteller, the reader and the listener. And um, it shows how through sharing stories, we find that 100 lifetimes or more are able to be lived by a single being. Mm, and I love that. And that's really um, almost be our theme for, for We Read Auckland. Right. It? It's a pretty good yes. one to open with and a, a big, heavy-hitting author yep. that um, we are definitely going to be turning out for. Absolutely. Now, um, also appearing on the shore for, for We Read Auckland, um, at the Walkworth Old Masonic Hall on Tuesday the 16th of August, they've got um, the local historian and author Brian Jackson. He'll be talking about Auckland's wild and colourful past. And then um, the following Tuesday, that's the 23rd of August, and in the evening, Walkworth will be welcoming um, the award-winning North Shore author of teen and adult fiction, Eileen Merriman, who is a, an absolute treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then we're um, at Takapuna Library on Wednesday the 17th of August at 7pm. We've got Rose Carlisle, um, author of The Girl in the Mirror. And she's going to be in conversation with Auckland author Sonia Wilson, who's the author of that, um, that great adventure fantasy for kids that's called The Spark Hunter. Um, now, if you have a look at our website, you'll see more on the shore. Um, heaps of other events for, for kids and, and whānau. Absolutely. There's heaps going on on the shore. So, yeah, get in and see what's on. Um, and we'll be talking a little bit more about Eileen later in the program. Yeah, that's right. But, look, I want to jump over um, to and tell you about a book. We have um, mentioned it before, and it's by um, acclaimed Auckland author Stephanie Johnson, and it's her new book, and it's called Everything Changes. So, um, and this is set just north of Auckland, actually, and mm. it's a multi-generational coming-of-age story. It's a glorious romp around the North Island of New Zealand, published just last year. She actually wrote it just before the pandemic, but it was actually quite um, prophetic, mm. if that's a good word to use. It's a book about retreat, about retreating to safety amidst anxiety about climate change, digital overload and other unknown bad things that are about to befall us all. And so the story um, briefly um, follows a, a middle-aged couple from Mount Eden, Colette and Davy, who um, buy a dilapidated old motel at the top of the Brindouin Hills, just north of Auckland. They have a plan to turn it into an oasis called the Sky Reader's Retreat. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a digital detox centre mm-hmm. with lots of books. Now, look, they've got their pregnant daughter, their misunderstood mutt and a mysterious neighbour in tow. <laughs> and they've got paying guests about to arrive at any moment. The question is, what could possibly go wrong? And just about everything that can go wrong does go wrong. <laughs> now, look, you and I have both read it. We've loved this book, haven't we? It, yeah. It's just so Kiwi. Um, but it's touching, it's poignant, it's hilarious. And it's for anyone who has ever dreamt of, of running away and starting over. And it just shows also that we're all still growing up. No matter how old we are, we're still growing. It's so, so true. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, it's a great book. Now, look, check out our podcast interview with Stephanie where she talks about the book Everything Changes and she talks about some other works as well. And you'll find that on our SoundCloud channel and it's going to be loaded really, really soon. It's very exciting. I can't wait to hear that, Alison. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've been lucky to be doing a number of interviews behind the scenes, which is why we've been a bit quiet on the radio recently. (laughs) We've been up to our our neck in it, haven't we, Alison? Yeah, that's right. It's been an absolute pleasure to be meeting so many Auckland authors and having a chat about their wonderful works. Now, one of the authors that I have interviewed in the last um, little while is um, a brand new author, Patricia Bell, who has written a book called The Library of Unfinished Business, which um, was uh, released just in March 2022. So I'll tell you a bit about The Library of Unfinished Business. It stars Ma- um, Morris, a sad and disillusioned librarian. Oh, we don't like yeah, this. I know. I'm sure none yeah. of ours are disillusioned. I've never, never met one myself. <laughs> Now, Morris, now this is not a spoiler because it does happen pretty much in the first couple of pages. Morris is actually hit by a car right at the very beginning of this book and he's killed. 
Now, Morris, this is not the end of the story for Morris. Mm-hmm. He finds himself in hippie happy heaven, which is a Heidi High styled afterlife oh. with heavenly hosts who are dressed in yellow uniforms and Around the edges of this happy, happy heaven are these unsettlingly beautiful and uptight angels, avenging angels, actually, who've got a bit of an ulterior motive going on. In the mix also is a naked Adam and Eve. Um, Adam keeps bending over to pick stuff up and everybody's (laughs) averting their eyes. (laughs) There's blousy barmaid Jezebel. And we have um, Noah, who's tugging anxiously on his beard and warning everybody about the weather all the time, amongst many others um, who will be familiar to to our our Christian or lapsed Christian um, listeners. Um, in Happy 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 Heaven, guests get to bunk together and they get jockeyed into activities including karaoke with a pre-selected playlist um, mm. of of songs such as, um, yeah, well, anything relating to heaven, angels, yeah. send me an angel, yeah, you, you, yes, yeah. you can probably imagine this playlist. Um, there's also the Michael's uh, Michael Row the Boat Ashore Regatta, <laughs> attendance compulsory. <laughs> Um, but as much fun as this sounds, um, the quote on the page from Morris is that heaven was a panorama of blandness. <laughs> it's all astroturf, breakfast buffets and a two-drink limit. Even if you attend Cocktails with God, which is held on the lawn every Tuesday at 5pm. But where is God? He never mm-hmm. seems to show up for these, these special cocktail um, get-togethers. Where is God is just one of the big questions that Andy has to try and nut out as he gets to grip with his new life after death normal. Now, back in the land of the living, Morris's daughter, Andy, is in her late teens. She's a university student and she's studying law, but this is more as an act of revolt than of of desire. Um, But she's actually a secret writer, so she's writing uh, without her parents' knowledge. When we meet her, Andy's in shock at her father's sudden death. She's struggling to come to terms with both losing him, but also the mixed feelings that she has around this, given that they really weren't on good terms when he died. She's asked to write the eulogy for his funeral, but instead she finds herself writing letters to him. They've got lots of hurt and frustration and love that she really couldn't express to him when he was alive. Now, Morris, on Andy as a teenager, he he finds her quite sulky. He says, ignore her sulking. In fact, ignore her entire adolescence. Mm-hmm. And this says a lot to um, to us about the way that um, that Andy and Morris's relationship mm-hmm. has gone down in recent years. Andy, on her for her part, she describes Morris as a bitter, ineffectual fence sitter who couldn't stand up for anything, an avoider, distant. So, I mean, as you can tell, Morris is is quite a guarded, he's quite passive-aggressive and even a bit prickly on the surface. And he initially does take that persona on with him into the afterlife. But it does emerge across the book that he's actually dealt with quite a lot over his lifetime. And this this sort of defensive, um, you know, don't come too close stance that he has is really, um, it's a protective measure you know, to protect him from having too many strong emotions because mm-hmm. these have gotten him into trouble or into, into situations that he finds risky and, yeah, uh, in the past. Now, I loved this book. It was full of heaps of heart and humour, um, and it shares that with the next one we're going to be talking about as well, um, which is Addressed to Greta by Fiona Sussman. Um, both of these books look at parent, uh, parenting through dysfunctional marriages and relationships, family secrets, um, self-esteem issues, 
intergenerational trauma and also small lives versus the lives that could or should have been and making up for lost time as well. Now, I think I talked about Adresta Greta last year. I'm actually having trouble remembering, so I'm going to give you another crap because um, I, I reread it recently uh, in preparation for interviewing Fiona Sussman and so enjoyed it, um, my reread. So I'm going to tell you about it again if I haven't, if I have already. <laughs> now, the main character in um, Adresta Greta is Greta herself. So Greta is nearly 40. She lives in Devonport in a small cottage. And she's only ever worked in one job that her mother found for her. Greta's mother, Nora, was quite controlling her mantra. No expectations, no disappointments. Greta's determined to live a respectable life. Um, she's really trying to keep um, you know, inside her mother's strict rules and routines um, for being a respectable person. But those boundaries are really, really tight and they're getting tighter by the day, even though her mother is no longer uh, around. Now, as a young girl, Greta was really, you know, she had very high aspirations, but um, she's really started to live a very small life in recent years. They've all been quite squashed. Um, and this is really a lot to do with um, the, the dissolution of, of Greta's parents' marriage and a lot of other things. Um, but she has this wonderful character uh, walk into her life one day called Walter. And um, Walter um, is revealed through Greta. He's a, such a lovely guy. He's relaxed. He's not judgmental. He's very empathetic. And as soon as Greta meets him, she pretty much falls in love straight off the bat. You know, he's very attractive and she just feels so comfortable in his presence in a way that she doesn't usually feel. However, Greta finds out that Walter is gay and um, she's absolutely crushed. But they um, they become friends and um, very close friends and they actually become good support for each other over two very tough years. Now, Walter sadly dies in the book and he, um, but Greta is gifted an incredible um, sort of posthumous present from Walter where he arranges a trip of a lifetime for her um, with a secret itinerary that means that she will have to take a leap into the unknown. Now, along the way on Greta's amazing adventures, she meets a wide array of people who each make her world a little bit more wider and a lot more colourful. Something that Walter... Um, says to Greta in the letters that he um, uses to tell her what's coming up next on her travels. Um, these are sort of like parceled out to her and mm. drip fed to her. He says, I don't want you to be a responsible corpse, to have a life lived by default. Yeah, and look, isn't that a, a greatest wish that you could have for a person? Mm. Um, well, yeah. I highly recommend checking out this book, and yeah, check out the lively interview I had with um, I, with um, Fiona and uh, and Patricia. I had so much fun recording it. Yeah, and I've had a, a sneak peek at the interview. It was great. Two wonderful authors. Well, look, um, I'll just um, tell you about two authors that, that I interviewed as well, um, and you'll be able to check those interviews out um, on our YouTube channel from this week. Now, the first one, um, fantastic author, Dr Eileen Merriman, and um, she's prolific, actually, but we mainly concentrated on her book, The Silence of Snow. And this is a um, compelling medical drama about facing up to your demons, um, self-prescribing when you're a medical professional and finding the strength to carry on even when it seems as though all is lost. Mm. 
So our main character, who's an anesthesiologist, Rory McBride, is adrift. He's a lovely, lovely, sensitive man, but things have gone wrong for him. Um, ever since a routine procedure at the hospital went horribly wrong, he's been plagued by sleeplessness, flashbacks and escalating panic attacks. Now, there's another main character, a young doctor called Jodie Waterstone, and she's recently started work as a uh, first-year doctor at the same hospital. And the night shifts, the impossible workload and the endless hours on duty are really taking their toll. So now both Rory and Jodie are trying to stay in control of their lives, but Rory starts to self-medicate with sleeping pills and sedatives to help him get through the nights and the days that follow the nights. But before long, the the sedatives, the, the, the medicine that he's prescribed himself, they're not enough. Mm. So can so the questions ask, can Jodie, a lovely Jodie, can she save Rory from himself? Now this is just an amazing book and boy, the ending is is something else. Yes, so, it is. Yeah, we had a, a great chat about that and medical ethics and that sort of thing. So our other author that I interviewed on the same session is Amy McDade. And we talked about her book, Fake Baby. So Amy um, is a neonatal intensive care nurse. And I think I forgot to say that um, Dr Eileen is a consultant haematologist. So they're both highly qualified medical professionals. Now, Amy's book... Fake Baby follows three main characters over nine days in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. First character, Stephen. Um, his dead father is threatening to destroy the world. If So if Stephen commits the ultimate sacrifice and throws himself into the Auckland harbour, he will save humanity. The last thing he needs is a Jehovah's Witness masquerading as a schoolboy, plus an unwanted admission to a mental health facility. Mm. So Stephen's got a lot on his plate. Now, our next character, Jean V, steals a lifelike baby doll called James and cares for him as if he were her own child. And her child is actually dead. It's really, really sad. Mm. Jean V's husband demands that she return the doll but she and James have already bonded and it's nobody's business how she decides to grieve. Mm. So James, the doll James, really helps John V out with this. And then we come to Lucas, pharmacist and all-round nice guy, but pretty boring guy actually, is having one of the worst weeks of his life. His employees forgot his 40th birthday, his mother's gone into a manic phase and now his favourite customer is in hospital and seriously ill because of a medication error that he made. Can Lucas make things right? Or is everything for him going to be downhill from here? So um, it's a great book too. I loved it. So check out our interviews with Amy and Eileen and with Fiona and Patricia on our YouTube channel. Now, look, we've also got a um, few live stream Zoom events coming up this week that you can check out from your couch. Um, now, again, visit the Auckland Library's website and our We Read Auckland page. Look for our online events and register and receive a link to join from home. 
good option when it's a bit cold, eh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, one of the authors I'm going to talk about now is um, is featuring in one of these online events, and that is Gina Cole. And I'm doing a halfway through review of her um, latest novel, which just uh, released at the end of June 2022, and it's called Navero. Now, I am probably just a little bit over halfway through um, Navero. It's Gina Cole's um, sci-fi fantasy novel, and it's in the new genre of Pacifica futurism, in which Gina Cole is an absolute expert. She actually did her um, thesis on Pacifica futurism, and it's an area that she's she's really, really interested in and um, leading in her writing in. Um, she's got another one in the pipeline, I believe, another novel in the pipeline on this mm. this road. Now, Navero is set um, some 200 years after a massive world event related to climate change, um, and there's been water wars happening on the earth, and there's a lot going on in Tamaki Makoto, which means it's a little bit uh, less recognisable than it would be now. Now, sisters Tia and Leilani were left in the care of their grandmother at a young age um, as their mother pursued a career as a starship captain. So we are, you know, a good way into the future here. Hmm. As, a, as adults, um, Tia and Leilani are both highly trained and skilled navigators. Tia um, is a specialist on ocean navigation, particularly relating to indigenous Pacific um, navigation, and Leilani is, um, is forging her way into the stars. Now, when Leilani's spaceship is sucked into a deep space whirlpool, Tia has to overcome her fears and test her, her navigational skills from the ocean in a new realm. Now, I'm absolutely loving this book. It has a a broad and inclusive cast of characters, and it's got some incredible tech in there too. So uh, it's actually a really good one for people who might not read sci-fi usually, um, set in our own city, but it's a little bit different. Um, one thing I've really loved about it is um, the uh, featuring in it is a, um, a laser-carved Fijian Kauri double-hulled canoe, voyaging canoe, um, a drua, and it's got sails with solar-enabled fibres in it oh. to, um, to help it to go further and faster. Now, Tia uses this to sail around the bubbling mud pools and the flooded edges of the climate-compromised Tamaki Makoto that um, the, is the world of Navero on Earth. Mm. Now, so far, this book is just absolutely as awesome as it sounds. <laughs> so I'll tell you a bit more about it <laughs> once I've finished, but definitely one you want to pick up. Yeah. Um, and yeah. <laughs> now, Gina Cole is one of our We Read Auckland featured authors, and she is actually appearing for another work that she's contributed her writing to. Um, we hope that you can join us to celebrate Va Stories by Women of the Moana, edited by Cecilia Etuati and Lani Wenchang, and that was published in 2021. So on our stellar uh, panel lineup of authors appearing at We Read Auckland, this is on Thursday the 18th of August at Te Aratu Peninsula Library and live streamed over Zoom. We are going so happy to be having a chat with um, Gina Cole, editor Cecilia Etawati, who's also got work in the book, um, Denise Carter-Bennett, Ria Masai, Emmeline Pickering-Martin, Tulia Thompson and Laura Toyaloa. Now, that we have talked about on the show before. We love it. It's a stunning anthology packed with stories and poems of intrigue, fantasy, humour and magic from across the Pacific. It's got established names. It's got newly emerging authors. 
And it draws on the superpowered strengths of Pacific storytelling and oratory, connecting tradition and culture to contemporary women's lives. There's 70 short stories and poems in the book from 38 contributors. We've got seven of them on stage at Te Arata Peninsula and online coming up this week. And we cannot wait. I know. What a lineup. Um, it feels like an absolute coup to get all those writers in the same room. We're so excited. But, yeah, it's going to be fantastic, isn't it? Well, look, um, also online, we're going to be live streaming with the New York Times bestselling author Chloe Gong and running a webinar for um, parents of little ones about how reading together sets you up for life. Yeah, so that's, that's going to be a great event. Too. Yeah, we are meeting with that event features um, the, uh, Duffy Books and Homes, Linda Wagner, and Julie Tyler from Talking Matters, as well as our own Lauren Matrix from Auckland Council Libraries. And they'll be um, looking at preschoolers, reading with preschoolers, and how you can take that through to the primary and intermediate years and set your kids up to be reading for pleasure for life. Yep, really important stuff and um, great panellists on that as well. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. But I'm really super looking forward to Chloe Gong. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yes, and because we'd had her last year and she's just a treasure, isn't she? So, yeah, well, look... um, We've got a busy week, haven't we, Alison? Yeah, we sure do. We'll be um, running our own... We read Auckland events and we're going to be running around seeing what everyone else is up to in the libraries and our community places. So look, come up and say hi if you see us on our travels around library land. There's something for everyone, something on for every person and every reader. So come along. We'd love to see you there celebrating We Read Auckland alongside us and alongside our huge library whanau. Mm, Of staff and of customers. Yes, and readers. So take care, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye for now. Unity.